Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Kelly, we're live. Don't just oh. talk over the intro. Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Look at who we got here. Former ball boy. Too busy. Too cool for everything. Ball boys Kelly. reunion show. Kelly from Everyone's Canada. been waiting for this. That's and it is, it's May. So, Roland Garros. We're <laughs> French Open. What? It's normally May, right? <laughs> Kelly, help me out here. Right? It's May into June. May into June. We can yeah, pretend sure. it is. I'm wearing a sweater, but we can, we can roll it back. Well, it's probably cold in Canada in May too. Like the, yeah. you've, you've sure, caught sure. both sides of the summer of the French Open. So, Drew, the whale capper, Kelly at Big Ten Watto, and me, doing a little preview. Going to talk some French Open. When is when are actual first matches, Kelly? Tomorrow or the next day? Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I didn't know if we started a dumb Saturday one. So Sunday morning. Bad enough to start on Sunday. Don't tell them to start on Saturdays. They, they should start. Yeah, no, they should start on Monday. Honestly. But we will be starting Sunday in beautiful Paris. Few differences this week or this year. We'll get to some of that. But yeah, Nadal going for number thirteen. I believe. What is it? Would he? Would it be twenty slams then too? I've lost count of how many. I think, yes. yes. I think it would be twenty yeah. for him. He. Uh, yeah, skip skip the U.S. Open, New York. I'll probably I got a, a a multitude of questions for you guys. Obviously, we have. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a better. I don't know if it's a truly a better draw than the U.S. Open. Like you're missing, you're still missing Raj. You're not gonna have. Well, we don't know. We can't say that anyone's gonna be defaulted by hitting an old lady in the throat with their balls. But uh, <laughs> that came out funny. But for now, it is a pretty nice draw. A little different. Um, I guess that's going to be my first question for Kelly. A little different. What do you think we're going to see based on the, I mean, the shortened clay season? Normally we have the run-up. You have the, what, Rome, Madrid. What's the other big one? Monte Carlo, Barcelona. Monte Carlo, Barcelona. We have an extended clay season previous. You know, you have your spring clay season. It rolls into the French Open. We don't have that. We just basically had, you know, the Italian Open, especially for the favorite, Rafa, who, what, played three matches on clay now? I mean, do, do you think that price is a little overhyped at this point? It's just playing off his name and his, his you know, previous results, or is it right even if he hasn't had that many matches on clay this year? That's a, that's a big question. To, there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's then I can shut up for like ten minutes. <laughs> the run up to the French is usually the longest run up and the most build up of any of the slams. Um, three Masters one thousand events, a um, the Barcelona ones a five hundred. Uh, Rafa usually plays all four of those. Um, you said he played three matches. I would argue he played like two matches if you round down how many games he lost. Like I think his first two matches he won six one six one. Six one six one, so he doesn't have a lot of court time. Uh, he usually pl- so every year throughout his career, he's at least the last decade. Uh, he's played the four major events before the French. He plays the same four every time: Monte Carlo, Barcelona, uh, Madrid, and then Rome. Uh, his price is t- totally off to me. Uh, if we're going to get into that right now, oh um, yeah, so, hit me with it. Ah uh, yeah. The, the way I the way I have looked at it in the past and what I've 
the research I've done so far for this year, um, his price for the French Open is usually directly correlated to his results in Rome. It's the last event before the French Open. He has won Monte Carlo and Barcelona 10 times a piece. They're kind of irrelevant whether he, um, it doesn't matter how he performs there. Um, he wins them all the time. And Madrid, very up and down in Madrid, uh, unique circumstances there. Um, altitude, yeah. Altitude, yeah. So not really uh, in, in any way correlated to the French Open. However, if you look at the years that he wins Rome, he has a price that is juiced for the um, French Open. Like he's minus money. The years where he doesn't win Rome, uh, he's gone out three or four times. Every time he doesn't win Rome, he is plus money at the French Open. Well, he didn't win Rome. Uh, he didn't even make it deep into Rome. He didn't even play the other people we we would consider to be contenders, and yet he's still a massive favorite for this event. Um, I think that in itself is a starting point to tell me that we're kind of off on Rafa, and and I'm out on him. So if that's the, the out through, there's the hot take for that bottle. <laughs> I definitely still think this is Rafa's tournament to lose. Um, this is also, this is extremely not a hot take. Um, but uh, there are a couple of things that I do think, I, I tend to agree that his prices, um, it's, it's, not, it's not ideal, <laughs> I think. Or fair, fair price for him probably ought to be about a little under 50%. You know, that, that, I think that's reasonably where we ought to be here. Um, and, you know, part of the reason that I would downgrade it from, you know, a normal French Open where we were going off in June uh, and where we had. Uh, sorry, sounds like to be off. Okay. Yeah. Is oh, no, his, his, yeah. yeah. He turned his sound off. Yeah. I got it. So it. we should give him a shout out that he won't even yeah. hear. I know. Yeah. <laughs> The fr- I love the French snob, fruit, French frog, frog uh, food snob. Um, but yeah, the um, uh, there's a couple of things going against him here. Number one, he is on the bottom half of the draw, which means he likely has to go through team, which is a much tougher path than Djokovic has. Uh, and so you have to take that into account in terms of his likelihood of even getting to the final. Uh, and then number two, um, this is a different time of year. Uh, you, you know, in my opinion, at least the run up that Kelly was talking about there, that he usually kind of goes through all of those tournaments. Um, that has an impact on the rest of the field. Like he absolutely kind of inflicts all of this kind of mental um, and emotional damage on all of the rest of the players as he just drubs them repeatedly on clay and kind of asserts his dominance. And without that kind of run up, um, there's probably a lot of guys in this field in the mix here who are like, you know, I've been playing pretty good tennis lately. I can go toe to toe with this guy. You know, they're not going to be intimidated if they, uh, you know, they're if they're on Philip Chatrier with this guy. Um, and so, you know, he loses a little bit of a mental edge, I think. Uh, and then maybe most importantly, because it's September, the weather's a little different. Um, you know, Nadal's pretty unbeatable on Chatrier in June because, in general, in in Gay Perry, it's a uh, it's a little uh, warmer. It's a little drier. Uh, and those conditions make it perfect for him to, you know, just be the aggressor in the matches. Uh, and he's got, you know, the most devastating, uh, you know, top spin in the world. Uh, and that's, you know, what really kind of, you know, he can, he can absolutely, uh, you know, collapse, you know, other good tennis players, um, you know, when it's dry and when it's warm. And it's going to be cooler and wetter these two weeks. This, this fortnight is going to be a little cooler, a little wetter. Um, and they're switching balls. Uh, the Wilson balls are don't, heavier. Don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough for me to, 
to say how impactful that's going to be. But Rafa's already on the record that he's pissed about it. So um, I, I tend to think that his pay is overpriced. Um, anything in the minus range is, uh, you know, you're not going to make, you're not making a plus EV bet. Um, but at the same time, if this is as chalky as the, as it appears, and we'll get into the draw in a little more detail later, uh, if this is as simple as, you know, pricing, a uh, a Rafa Djokovic final, then the current price of, you know, minus 125, you're not going to get anywhere close to that in the final. Uh, you know, I would, I would guess you're probably going to see at, you know, unless, unless Djokovic just looks amazing, uh, and Rafa struggles, um, I think you're probably going to see Rafa in the you know minus 200, minus 250 range. That, at least that's how I would price it uh, for the final. And so if you want to grab this you know minus 125 or whatever best price you can get on Rafa now, uh, just pop that in your pocket and hope that uh, you know chaos reigns in the third quarter. Uh, that's not a terrible strategy. I just you know it's not a plus EV, EV bet. Yeah, and I mean I guess let's just jump right to the balls. Let's talk some balls, guys. A couple of balls experts. And then, yeah, like the, the lead-up, I just looked at that way. Drew was waxing poetic. It, what, 22, 30, 31, 36 tournament wins betwixt Madrid, Rome, Barcelona, and Monte Carlo. Like, that, that's a hell of a like, accomplishment in the lead-up tournaments. And, you know, like like you said, the mental anguish, he, you know, just seeing him win Rome every time. And I think, I think actually Monte Carlo and Barcelona is 11 each. Just seeing him crush... Through those has to just yeah. screw with you. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you're like just, I don't have a chance. Just, yeah. just watching him run through those tournaments year after year, the Deca, whatever they said. Now he has eleven of a couple of them, but yeah, the balls, Kelly. Or actually, Drew first, Kelly. You'll have your turn. The ball, the Wilson balls, like so they're heavier. If we do get wet weather, um, I don't know if it affects him. And maybe this is a the double question with the new balls and the roof on Philippe Chatria. Yeah, we are going to probably have less of a problem with some of the some of the weather if they they do have the roof now on the center court. So maybe that mitigates some problems. But maybe for some of these other players who aren't going to play on center court every time, if there is some damp weather and these balls get heavy, I, I guess I don't know the physics of that. What yeah. you know, it, yeah. does it affect your top spin? And yeah, well. It, it it impacts him mostly because you're uh, it's the ball's gonna not bounce as high. Uh, that's really as simple as it is. Like if you're if you've got a ball coming off the surface and it gains X height uh, in in dry warm conditions, it's probably gonna gain about 70 percent of that uh, when you switch to the heavier ball and it's a little bit damper. Uh, and that impacts uh, that impacts uh, Nadal quite a lot because a higher ball gives him you know more of an advantage in terms of his ability to put topspin on it uh, in hit winners really um, and so really just what it does is in general uh, you know he can be aggressive he can keep rallies short uh, when when it's warmer and drier um, and he's gonna have to play more uh, you know baseline tennis with a guy like Djokovic uh, which is why you know it's too, you know it you, you know it's a little bit of a weather experiment here in terms of handicapping this tournament in my period in my opinion uh, had a good question at what odds would it all be a good bet is plus 110 any good now i yes i would say so i think i think i think anything even are better is, yeah is, is good i honestly i think i think fair i think break even odds me for me for nadal in this tournament are just under 50 percent um and uh so at, you know any anything in the plus 110 range is, is a nice bet and like i said if it goes chalky which it looks set up to do i mean it looks like they crafted this 
shaped this draw to a degree so that we'll get what they want, which is a Djokovic Nadal final. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I think plus 110 is, is a fair price. Uh, Kelly, do you have an opinion on the, uh, the balls? Talk about you... the balls, Kelly. Who doesn't love talking about balls? Did the I sun just... just go down there or what? Yeah, it did. It got dark here real fast. I didn't want to think of that. Um, the equinox was just a couple days ago. So <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Kelly is in northern Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out how to use the comments. You guys were talking about someone asking you a question. I was like, what the hell? How, is this? how can I see these? It's great. Just figured it out. Not the tech savviest guy. Um, so, tennis balls. Um, I think that uh, we've been hearing, I don't know, for a decade more about how uh, the way Rafa beats Federer is by putting high shots like the high bounce up to his one-handed backhand and attacking it uh the main person that can take out rafa potentially is team he also has a one-handed backhand and if the ball is not going to bounce as high and team can unload and keep up with uh with rafa i kind of like uh the heavier balls to um boost team's chances and uh <laughs> yeah, heavier balls. I see you over there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I think it's I think it's great uh, for team, um, and the w- weather conditions too. Hopefully, will produce lower bounces and slower movement, which help a bunch of guys that I'll hopefully talk about later on. Um, that uh, if the ball's moving slower, even than it usually does on clay, they might uh, have a better shot. Yeah, it could it could turn into like crazy slow clay with the if the ball if we're having some sort of damp weather. Yep. Um, the the only other difference, obviously, we're in the fall, new balls, we have a roof, the weather, but uh, they're going to allow fans. And I don't know if you, Kelly, and you've watched a ton of tennis, um, you know, since the restart. Obviously, you've kind of given up on your NASCAR, which is lame. <laughs> but they are going to they're gonna allow up to five thousand fans. Well, no, I'm just saying NASCAR is lame. Um, they're gonna allow up to five thousand fans only on center court. So it's only in Philippe Chatrial. I think they might even dial that back uh today. The, um, the French the, yeah, that was the question. The French government is saying there's uh gatherings over a thousand is going to be the limit now. So yeah. the, the so French open they'd said five thousand. So it's French government says something different. What I read was it's a thousand people. I could be wrong. Um, again, I'm at work all day. Like I have a nine to five job. So I, you know, perusing, uh, what I saw though was a thousand people on the like grounds. So once you take players, coaches, ball boys, line judges, yeah. umpires, ball like th- there's not really going to be <laughs> any fans in the stands. Like I, I don't think there is any, I also don't think it's a big deal. Like, I don't know. And that was my question. Does it even make a difference? You see a lot of stuff a in the, the fans? media about these like fans at events. I think all the sports I've watched, whether it's hockey, basketball, which you know, NFL, they don't need fans. They pump in the noise. They have all the tech to do that. The players are focused on what's happening on the field of play. Uh, I don't think the fans matter one iota. I don't think any player cares about that. They. They what? About it and they, you said you had no hot takes before. <laughs> Djokovic wants the fans to be able to catch the boob throws. They're doing who's going to who's gonna catch the boob throws? They're having more fun by making stupid little gestures to empty fans and being ironic about it than they would be if fans were there in the first place. And Way overplayed by people in the media. Doesn't matter at all. If I could interject too, Djokovic 
has no chance of injuring a fan with one of his anger balls now because there's <laughs> nobody in the stands. So I don't, Drew. Do you think? Do you think the fans make a difference at all? I, if they let I him think. Have? I think it matters less for the top tier players in the tour yes. and matters more for uh, kind Shut of the round one, round two, round three matchups. Um, I felt like there were more comebacks at the U.S. Open than we typically see um, because the underdog didn't have the fans kind of lifting them up and getting them across the finish line, if that makes sense. Um, I felt like there was a bunch of, you know, a bunch of guys who had, you know, up to zero. And it's just like, if, if, you know, the fans want to see an upset, they get worked up. uh, And without that kind of atmosphere, uh, you know, it helped some more comebacks. So I guess I would just say uh, no fans would lead me to look uh, at overs again. Uh, You're probably going to have some long matches here. And honestly, you know, you had some rust, obvious, obvious rust uh, with a bunch of players at the U.S. Open. Um, Now that they've kind of, you know, they've gotten a little bit more um, game play under their belts. Now that the, you know, the surface itself is a little slower, um, you know, the likelihood that you're going to see some longer drawn out matches and some higher quality play, I think, is pretty good. Um, So there's uh, good shots for overs in this one, in my opinion. I would, so I would interject there and say, I think maybe this is a hot take too, but I would say that I agree. (laughs) Didn't think I was going to have any, but here we go. Um, I would think after, let's say the third round, we could get a lot of what you're talking about. A lot of long matches. Players have been played, maybe played Rome, played Hamburg, uh, like got, yeah, sure. Whatever. Gotten into, uh, shape and we could get a lot of those long matches. I kind of think in the first two rounds, if anybody gets up 2-0, the, the guy on the other side might just, it's done, like give up. Um, I think you could see some unders in the first two rounds and then have a dramatic switch to what Whale's talking about and having long matches from the, like the round of 16 onward. Because um, there's like we've seen some guys, um, Gail Monfils, Keen Ishikori, guys who were like, approaching 30 or on the other side of 30 who didn't do a lot in the COVID break, and they've come out and looked like terrible. You just don't yeah, have that's true. Don't that don't makes have any me sad. I'm such tail. a Lamont guy. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. But I, mean, I like to I like him to do well in in French tournaments, uh, which sucks. And and like and to your point with the once we get to I hate to say non I hate to say competitive matches because there are some good matchups early, but once you get a little deeper and you have you know you, the wheat is separated from the chaff and you have better matchups and if this ball is heavy and the clay is wet and it's playing slow. And you can see a bunch of tie breaks from turn, you know, matchups you don't normally see tie breaks from, sure. and just you know, just like breaks and breakbacks and some some long clay tennis where <laughs> you know non non clay clay. So that, that would that's interesting. It'll be fun to see if that sorts itself out. And, we and they have lights, really long matches, so we're not going to get just nonsense some crazy like long in the, uh, like the Joe Wilfred Songa match where you know it was like against you know, Schwartzman, the- yeah. <laughs> Come back out. I, I, I was room. thinking of the one against uh, the. It was, I was thinking of one against Olive, Olive, Olivo. Uh, you remember the Sanga Olivo? He yeah, was, yeah. It was I don't like, know it was Schwartzman, but yeah, I remember what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, went uh, wait into the wee hours, uh, and they ended up having to come back and finish it the next day, and uh, that was yeah. that was uh, that was that was a letdown. Right? Yeah. for one game, yeah, or even just two points. Yeah, it was literally like they couldn't get it done. They had to come back. The lights situation was always insane. Now they have no, yeah, get a roof. Hashtag get yeah. a roof. Um, yeah. Before we do get into some of the draw stuff, <clears throat> that would be my last like overarching question. If it is playing slower than slow, slower than normal, we don't have the lead up. We've had the COVID break. 
are there some guys that either of you, and I'll start with you, Drew, either of you are targeting as possible fades due to um, like fitness? You know, like mm. if, if, it, if we are going to play long ass points on slow ass clay, is there is there like is there a guy that's just going to gas out in best of five that uh, you know you're kind of targeting early on? There are going to be some like, there's some guys. Guy, like there's a button. Kelly already named a couple. Like, yeah. Be, yeah, Ben Ben. Uh, here's a good yeah, Bartholomew Benoit pair. There yeah. you go. Well, that's probably shoot, the man. answer. He's such a man. Yeah, but again, that that's not going to be. He's not. Yeah, he's a fade. Yeah, you get the fade on that one. basis, but he's not. Those aren't going to be long matches. You know, the minute he's out of it, he's out, out, out. Of it. So that's uh, a fun live betting angle. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, I mean, the first guy that pops to mind is Grigor Dimitrov. He's not obviously Half not a. Field. You know, he's not a contender uh, per se, and Clay is not his best surface. But he's obviously still dealing with some of the issues of having had COVID, uh, and you know, he's clearly impacted uh, in terms of his. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think any of that was bullshit. I think all those guys definitely got it in that club. I, I saw some video from that, and that, and that was that the whole you know the whole video scene looked like it was one giant COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Dimitrov has not looked well. Not, you know, not looked uh, uh, especially fit. Um, he and, can't hold uh, serve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, broken. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, there's some guys like I like I'm sh- I like shocked and appalled at how bad like Sam Query is playing. Uh, and, uh, you know, oh, yeah. that it, well, kind of, uh, and obviously, you know, a guy like Isner too, like, you know, he lives and dies by his serve and I haven't seen really his serve have much timing or, and, uh, in, and realistically, there's going to be a bunch of, bunch of guys who didn't even get a clay warm up, right? Like even yeah. team, like team didn't play a clay match. He's coming straight off of the U uh, S open and he's, yeah. they didn't do him <laughs> any favors, you know, to put drawing him up against uh, Chilich in round one. So. Um, yeah, yeah well, there, there's some guys. We'll, we'll sure. get to Dominic. There's a lot of Dominic content. Yeah, um, I you don't know. Did you have anybody? Too, and, yeah. I would say in general, not to <clears> pick <throat> on specific players, but <laughs> any anybody <laughs> over the age of 30 who hasn't played a clay match, um, or even somebody who's played one clay match, uh, especially if they played one clay match in in Hamburg, Hamburg, whatever you want to call it, and. Yeah. Uh, and then moved over, and they're over the age of 30. Uh, the way I've been thinking about it since the restart is, um, this is a weird analogy, but this is what has been in my head since uh, August. Um, when the NHL had a lockout for like 2004, they missed the whole season. When they came back, there was a bunch of guys that were in their early 30s who just had lost a step and couldn't get it back. And they weren't even that old. There was a lot of guys in 30, 31, 32 years old um, the guy who's most pronounced, like in my head, is Jason Allison, who, like, was a star player. A year later, after no hockey, is out of the league. I think there's a bunch of guys on tour who are 31, 32, 33 years old, maybe have played one match, and just aren't going to have the gas to do it. We'll fade those guys. Mm. I'm kind of curious to see what we get out of Stan Vavrinka and Andy Murray. <laughs> that one is uh, probably the best round one match. Both those guys. Oh, it's easily uh, the best, like yeah. just from name power alone. But yeah. I think I would hope Stan can get and that. I was kind of disappointed because, like, the guys that I had circled for, like, uh, these guys are going to be <clears throat> like rock solid fades. Uh, a bunch of them were late scratches. Um, so, like, Verdasco, uh, Brownich. Uh, you know, I, I, I had those guys circled as, uh, uh, these are going to be good fades, but, uh, but they're out, they withdrew. So yeah, so be it. 
let's uh let's talk dummy. Let's <laughs> did you see my, my totally making my, fun of Roundage there? Did you see my Roundage? <laughs> yeah, your pig it's face. Thingy. Um, <clears throat> all right. So obviously, Joker at the top. It's not a gift wrapped, you know, gift wrapped draw. Um, neither neither is uh, our boy Raph at the bottom. But we should talk about teams draw, and there are some some varying opinions on this in the chat and replies underneath the Twitter post between some people talking some tennis. But it, you know, you can say what you want about Chilich. It's still it's still not uh, a walkover. You don't get you don't get a ton of easy matches on Rude, Stanimal. Lamont, maybe we'll see. Like we just talked about his form right now. Like Lamont Funclay in France would be fun if he played well. I'm not holding my breath for it. But then Diego, um, I think that probably out of the if you want to just say your top three guys, you know, the top two plus team, like easily the worst draw. Joker gets what Barantini in the quarters, and then oh, everybody in the second crazy. quarter just kind of takes care of itself. Like you can't, you know, the the way the way it works is. Out of you know what is it? Uh, Shap, Rublev, Medvedev, Sitspas, like they they can't all win the second quarter. Like Joker only has to play one of them. So Joker, what Barantini, one of those guys, and then the final. So I I took some Joker at a decent sized number. I thought for what he's going to be. And what'd it, you get? Uh, I two plus two something. Nice. Like it was. It was Plus two fifty, two seventy five. Like it just—it seemed like a little big. I didn't think. Basically, I don't think he'll be that price in the finals, especially if Rafa screws this up. If Rafa screws this up, I'm I'm sitting very pretty with that number. But I guess back to teams draw. Is it as bad as it seems, Kelly? Or and then and then also, I guess the other question. And somebody did hit this in the chat. Asked exactly what I had written down. Coming off of a life changing win, essentially, like coming off such a big win to you know change the trajectory of his career. Honestly, I mean, it, you know, there were some fortuitous bounces of balls into line judges' throats that seemed to help things out. But he still, it was a it was a great win. It was a great tournament. It was a fun final, honestly. And uh, does that affect him at all? And the you know, talk about the draw and talk about the where his head's at coming off a big win like that. Some people think he was going to beat Djokovic anyway, right? I guess. You yeah. thought. <laughs> Congrats. And by the way, you, you went through that whole thing without. Yeah, we should, we should shout out. Kelly, our, Kelly our Bet team and Dominic like, team futures. Expert. January. Yeah. Well, before yeah. that. Come on now. Yeah, like, you've been right. You've been on the team train for quite a while. And that was a well, hard, hard-earned, well-fought win. It wasn't pretty, but he got it done. That's called a sweaty win, that one. That was rough. Your mind was in a bad place for two weeks. Like you were, you yeah. were sweating. <laughs> like some of the messages. Nonstop. Just... Yeah. It was, it was rough. Um, okay. So you want to just jump into team's quarter. Uh, I know. It's I, the interesting. It's the interesting quarter to me. It is quor- it's the quarter of depth. But there's no doubt about it. Everyone with the fucking pulse is in the third quarter. Man, I was going to start my phone up because, of course, I didn't plan for it to be super dark. I'm not that smart. And I can't read the screen because I'm old. So I will just try and do it by memory. Um, do you need to go get your readers? <laughs> that's not, <laughs> not going to help. Um, it is a super tough quarter. I think, though, um, and maybe this is, like, I'm not trying to have hot takes. I swear I'm not. Uh, I think that he's still going to roll through this. Um, wow. Really? 
He's so good right now. He's so good right now. And I really think if you look at his history at Roland Garros, so just take the last four years. I can't read any of my goddamn notes because it's pitch black. Um, this is so dumb. Uh, you got to get you a ring light. Off, yeah, off, off memory. I think he's 29 and four the last four years or 26 and four the last four years here. His four losses are Djokovic and then three of Rafa in a row. Yeah, he's he's not losing to any of these guys. They're not Rafa. They're not Joker. Um, it is a little concerning that he didn't have a warm up match, and everybody he's going to play has had numerous warm up matches. It sucks that he drew Chilich in the first round. That's not going to be easy. But he's so much better than all these guys on clay. Um, I, I'm not worried he's going to get through his quarter. He's like, it's tough uh, if he has to go Chilich. I can do this by memory. Chilich, Opelka, yep. Rude, Vavrinka, DSS. I think that's his five, yeah. potentially. Like yeah. That's the toughest route we could map out. Um, FAA's in there, too, somewhere. Like, yep. Maybe it's, it's him he, or He's got to play Stan, Stan or FAA. Yeah. Stan and FAA. I don't know if FAA's picture. really broken out of the slam yet, so we'll go Stan. So that five is a rough stretch. Um, I think if you do love team – don't take his outright price. Don't take his quarter price. He's minus money to win the quarter. And the way I mapped out his money lines, if it's those five guys, uh, it'll be way more than, I think I got to plus 285 with those five guys. Um, and then if he has to play Nadal and then Joker, I think I got him to like 25 to one um, based on him being a dog to both Rafa and Joker and already being at 285 to win the quarter. So don't take a, team outright but if you really do think he's going to win just money line roll over that all the way through and be confident he's going to beat everybody in his quarter he's it's a quarter of death i get that they use that term in soccer all the time but the best teams do come out of those quarters and he's the best guy by a mile uh rude's really good I've made a shit ton of Rude, Rude's playing hamburg in the last yeah but yeah he's played a ton of tennis rome semifinal. Hopefully he loses to Rublev tomorrow. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm like heavy into Andre Rublev tomorrow. Um, so hopefully we agree Rublev on that. Hamburg outrights all the way. Yeah, yes, maybe. title town. Yeah, I mean, Rublev yeah, title Rublev's town. minus two hundred right now. Yeah, one point five for you uh, Euros. So hopefully uh, <laughs> Rude loses tomorrow, but that'll be back to back finals. He's he is a great up and coming like maybe the best of the next tier of guys. If you're gonna take like. DSS and Garen and Fognini and I don't know whoever Pella, whoever else you want to pay, whoever else you want to throw out there as a like a next tier clay guy. Maybe Rude's the best, and it'll be a super hard match. But team's still better. And it, the people that think he's going to flop because he had a life changing win, man, that should just propel him forward. Like this is the time to to take the next step. And yeah. I I really think he's driven by hopefully winning and. Man, I think he's going to do just fine. I am planning on an epic Friday afternoon, take the day off work, watch him and Rafa in a semifinal. It sucks that he's on the same side of the draw as Rafa, but that's Does it? He gets, gets him out of the way early. I'm, and uh, again, Maybe Rafa yeah, won't our, even be there. Our guy, our guy BMF with another point, and this, this kind of leads to your – or goes with your point, like the 2019 Indian Wells win. Over yeah, Roger, over like Roger. That, that's yeah. the the, pro, the propulsion of getting that Masters one thousand. That was a great match too. That I think that was a three setter. Getting that, getting the 
you know, the Masters 1000 and then playing well. Um, he beat Rafa in Melbourne. Am I right? <laughs> you just see Steve's comments. Steve, no concern with teams like, yeah, it, it, uh, his press conferences are funny. But, yeah, he, uh, he, he beat Rafa in Melbourne, right? Obviously, different surface, but that seems like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm just. He's you playing, might lose. Play, he's been playing well for like a year but and a half. My point no, is, they, he's getting to Rafa. He's the quarter of death is being overblown. Is my kind of my my take. Oh my gosh! Let me ask he's you guys. He's losing Chilich now. <laughs> I do. Yeah, he's, he's so is. I, teams not getting. I would. I. I'm. I actively looking for a field over team price in the third quarter. I do think someone beats him eventually in this. And I don't eat. And I honestly, I think it can be Diego Schwartzman because team is just going to take damage round after round after round. Yeah. And as Schwartzman on the other hand has a much cleaner path, like way, I mean, he, Schwartzman's first round matchup is tough. Kekmanovic can play on clay. But after that, like he's got he's got the advantage over a lot of these guys, and he should he should um, you know have a round three, round four, uh, a much easier go uh, than team. And honestly, I, Stanimal can beat team outright. Rude can't. I don't you know, but Rude's going to give him a hell of a match. Rude is kind of like us. He's a very similar player, um, and you know, team is a little bit better at everything, so he probably gets by him. But that's going to be a very tough match. Um, and honestly, guys, like. If you see a guy break through and win a first ever ATP title, um, what do you do the next tournament out? You go back him, right? No, <laughs> no, no, never, never. That is uh, asking. That is that is death on a stick, mate. Like it is. Uh, it is so hard to come back out and give you know recreate that same you know level of intensity that you just had in a in a slam final. And you win, uh, and I mean, now you got to come an absolute and roll out. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to come and roll out. Uh, and I mean, no teams level in the in this in the semifinal. What won him the title, in my opinion? That was an incredible match against Medvedev. That was incredibly high level of play from him. But he played a lot of tennis in the end of that uh, tournament. He hasn't played any clay yet, uh, and uh, he's got a tough road. They didn't do him any favors in this one, and I don't know why they didn't. Like it almost felt like they're trying to get him out of the way. Uh, to make sure Rafa gets to the final so they can get the final they want to recoup whatever losses they had, uh, you know, over, you know, the COVID stuff. Cause it, it's, I don't think it's... France likes Germany and Austria. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, there's just, there's too many high quality players in here. And I obviously like there's questions with a lot of these guys. You mentioned FAA is in his quarter. He did never broken through to the slam level. Root is in his corner. Root is firing a lot of bolts this week. Uh, Stan is in his court in his quarter. Stan hasn't really played anyone of of kind of meaningful. Stan went you know, three sets with everybody in Prague. Settle down about Stan. I love yeah. Stan and and Kelly loves. That's coming from Kelly. You Kelly, you don't think Stan. you don't think he's got a, a, a another a, year a fighter's chance in against yeah. team. I do. I I think these guys all have a fighter's chance. You make a great argument. I'm so glad this is going to be up for posterity's sake. When <laughs> yeah, one of you right. I'm the, the and this this order. is this is I bet team at the French Open every fucking year. Every year I do it, and this year I want absolutely nothing to do with it. Number I one, wouldn't advise. What's the price, 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 price right now? Price. The, the price is forty-one. The price is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's not crazy. Good. It's crazy. Especially it's crazy. if he has to play. Uh, it's definitely not priced as if he's going to play both guys because he'll be the dog to both. Exactly. Absolutely right. Yeah. Nobody's. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think nobody's ever beaten both these guys at a tournament um, other than Stan. And Stan did it when Nadal was, as much as I love the 2014 uh, Aussie Open, um, Nadal was not 100% in that final. Um, he so, never is an Aussie. Yeah. So I. Oh, which I, brings up another the price point is way about off. Rafa. Go ahead. Do it. I don't know. I think we should do a whole. You also really do um, think that the draws are fixed, though, eh? Well, like you. It looks uh, like it's an Have you ever seen when they do a World Cup or (laughs) Euros? Every draw is fixed over there. Everything fixed all the time. Every clay player with a pulse that could give these guys a true competition is in the third quarter. Every single, every single up and coming. Uh, you know, next gen player is in the second quarter. I I just can't believe that's an accident. <laughs> like it's just insane. You kind of glossed over Chorich there a little bit when you're giving your love to DSS. You I don't like Chorich he, on roll in at RG. I don't. Yeah. He's just never played well here, and for my and I, I don't know why. Curious, sir. You think Chorich has got got some some game in him? I don't know. Big Chorich fan. I think he can uh, step it up. He can love play RG. on all surfaces. Yeah, oh. Mus- yeah, getting to work by Musetti is not a great look for Stan, but I also don't think I don't Stan know Musetti. Really Musetti is Musetti's good, and I don't think Stan really had like was trying to get, uh, you know, trying to do much at, at Rome. But who knows? Um, Musetti I guess- won the Aussie Open boys title like yeah. what, like a year or two ago. He's quickly ascending. Yeah, he's a lot of yeah. fun. Um, the only other yeah, I mean, do you, do you the, want to talk yeah. first quarter much, or I mean, is it the first quarter guess, is the yeah, weakest? I think quarter, the first quarter well, is the weakest. Well, we're gonna trash again there. Let's just go back there for a second. No, <laughs> one, one more time. Again? One more time. No, no, no. Um, yeah, talk, no, no, talk no, second yeah. quarter, guys. For, for, like yeah, you for, said, first quarter. quarter. There realistically is there's only one guy in the first quarter who's really interests me at all, um, and that's uh, the Chile, Chilean Christian Garn. I, if we get another Struff Djokovic match, I'm going to be super angry. I don't think we are though. I think Struff is going to be out early in this one. Um, but uh, Barantini's not a good enough guy on clay at all uh, to challenge Djokovic. And I don't think Berrettini gets there. Somebody's going to beat him probably before he gets there. We could see another PCB Djokovic quarterfinal, which would be He's hysterical. Real. We are a hundred percent opposite here. Can we talk about Berrettini for a minute then? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't see Berrettini. How no. uh, I'm putting Berrettini as the quarter. For the I like Berrettini at Aussie. I like him at Wimbledon. I don't want nothing to do with them here. How uh, boring, how boring will it be if I just bust into math on the, the um, Give it to me. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe have the math done already before you. I got it done, but I just got to rhyme off a bunch of numbers. Um, so, a couple Spend. things with Berrettini. One, I I agree with uh, your take that it's it's a, it's a brutal quarter. It's so easy for Djokovic to walk through this quarter, but I also think it's pretty easy for Berrettini to walk through. And I think that's a really um, predictable quarterfinal match. Okay. Uh, I don't think Berrettini is going to lose to anybody, and I think they've mispriced it. Uh, the books, at least the books I'm looking at, um, maybe not available to everybody, but there's a couple of ways I will attack Berrettini as my like most invested future. Um, so if you map out his like draw of Pospisil, maybe Alexi Poprian, then Struff, uh, then RBA to get to Joker in the quarterfinals, those four matches, uh, he's beat RBA three out of the four times they've played and both times they've played on clay. Okay. I would line that as a thousand minus a thousand minus a thousand minus 400 to Shroof minus 200 to RBA. 
if you even want to take the Stroof number down because you're like a someone who believes in Stroof truther. Yeah, sure. If you're a Stroof truther uh, and you want to take that down, um, you get an even better price on on Berrettini. Um, the money line I, I get out to is about one and a half to one. You can take a derivative bet of Berrettini to lose in the quarterfinals at plus 375, and you can take him to make the quarterfinals at plus 275, whichever you prefer. If you think you might have a chance of beating Djokovic, then don't take the plus 375. But you can take him plus 375 to lose in the quarters. That's like a stage of elimination bet, it's called. And you can take him at plus 275 just to make it to the quarters. He's got to win four matches. I can't get the math in any way, shape, or form to get up to those numbers. Okay. So, yeah. Like maybe he does get rolled over by Djokovic. That's fine. I don't care. He has one head to head in his career against Djokovic and he lost 6 2, 6 1 at the tour finals. Yeah. Indoor hard courts, not outdoor slow clay. I Derek like him better on hard. <laughs> well, he's built like a truck. What did you hear at the U.S. Open when he made his run? The comparisons to Stan were constant. Yeah, that's fair. He was also like 22 or whatever, 21. Does, when he, he, have a, does he have the world's best two-handed backhand, though? No, that's fair enough. He doesn't. But he's a truck. <laughs> he does have a two-handed backhand. If it's a night match and it's 8 degrees Celsius in France and it's these big, heavy, clay-filled balls, maybe he's got a shot. Um, I don't care though. Like my point is take him to make the quarters or take him to lose in the quarters. Um, I think the math works out that whether, you know, who, you know who used to have five. stage of elimination bets. Who's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps coming up. I got to see if they're beer, but I might just get on that mirror. I found some, I found some in a couple places. I think Favada does too. Maybe, maybe nitro. Well, um, I think that's a very attackable bet. Whether you think he beats Djokovic or not, I don't think his draw is super tough. It's an easy first quarter. Um, whatever they did in Wales' uh, dimension of uh, fixing the draw, they benefited Berrettini as well. So, okay. Um, did Drew? Do you want to talk about Christian Guerin? I like him. I, he's a super, super. It, it's not a it, yeah. It's, it's I, I hate that he's going to get him so early, but. I, well, I don't mind it. I mean, I, he he only has we only have one head to head between Djokovic and Garen. Garen has very very few head to heads against the top of uh, um, kind of the top of the tour. Um, yeah, so, so it's tough to say. If if you want to some more Berrettini love, because I almost did make a big mistake and go even heavier on him. So if you look at the the two the two uh, eights and compare them, like I don't think Berrettini loses to anybody. I think it's really easy. And if Djokovic might have a bit of a cakewalk, but the second uh, part of his section has Garen, um, Hachinov, and Ugo. Uh, I, I don't think any of them will really trouble him, but remember, Hachinov did beat him in Paris. 33 to 1. Oh, Herkitz is in his actual mini section. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Djokovic's path yeah. is basically. Uh, Weimer, Barankis, Herkitz, Garen, Berrettini, and then yeah. whoever Garen comes out of course. Or Hatchinoff. Yeah. But anyway, there's a, yeah. one or two more landmines than, than what Berrettini has to go through. Um, Hatchinoff's, anyway. Hatchinoff's current form is I'm out on him. Uh, I think oh, yeah. Garen gets back. Yeah, so good the other day. Just to give some pub to Hatchinoff because I do like him. Uh, some tough losses. Like he lost to Rude, who's been on fire. 
Sure. He lost to, I think he lost to Rublev in the U.S. Open, who was on fire. Yes. Um, and he lost to Batista Agu in Cincinnati. Also yes. went like to the semifinals or the finals right. of Cincinnati, right. New York. And then, Deuce, oh. and then Dusan Lajevic took a deuce on his chest. Yeah, six, that's one, a tough six, matchup. Two. He's owned four lifetime against Dusan, so there's something there. Like that might just be a stylistic, you know, southpaw um, boxing analogy. Uh, everybody's got those in their closet. So, um I, I don't know. I don't not a not a not I'm not detracting from Hatchinov anyway. I kinda like uh kinda like him. Okay. Second quarter. I forgot about catch that Hatchinov beat uh, Djokovic at Paris. That was an I forget which which one of you guys said that? The the put all the young guns. That's kinda I didn't even think you know, I was it's just looking at all of the next gen that. and second quarter. Yeah, the next gen guys. I didn't even look at you know, because some of these guys aren't truly like next gen in my mind anymore. They've you know, they've ascended from that, but it's a good quarter, like it should be entertaining, but I think it's really hard for me to maybe grab a price on any of these guys because I feel yeah, like any of these four, any of these four guys level. can win. Yeah, no. you have Shaps, Rubes, Meds, and Titsies. So, uh, yeah, Will, if you had to take a quarter price on somebody. Yeah. I mean, I'm the highest on Rublev uh, out of these four guys on clay, uh, although I, it, it's troubling me that Rublev is probably going to title. He's probably going to ship Hamburg. Um, and That's fucking awesome. I don't know. I love Fakina. <laughs> That's a tough, yeah. That's a tough one in round two. He's got a tough one in round two. He's got. He's gonna have to beat some quality clay players. Oh, gotta, look at Brett. ADF. He's gonna have to beat Lajevic, uh, and then he's gonna have to beat Medvedev. Medvedev he can beat. Um, Sissipas he can beat. Shapovalov he can beat on clay. Um, on clay. And he's six to one to win quarter two. I think that's a fair Davidovich. play. Um, I don't think he has a shot against Djokovic given his style and his kind of his peak. Is not good enough to beat Djokovic in the semifinal, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Rublev makes a little bit of a run here. Um, he has a little bit, uh, if I remember right, he he's done well at the U.S. Open a couple times. I don't think we have ever seen him make a run uh, here. But we talking uh, about Andre Rublev? Yeah, Rublev's gone deep twice at the U.S. Open. Nothing else. Anyway. Never, never here. Yeah, his best finish here is round one in 2017. So that's but, not great. Not great, but you know what he did? Uh, he didn't. Uh, he he missed a bunch of time from injury in the last couple of years. And uh, last year, I felt like after having a, a lackluster kind of clay season, he instead of kind of doing the um, the U.S. hard court swing, he went and did like the secondary Euro clay swing to try to up his you know try to improve his clay game. And I think the results were pretty you know pretty impressive. And that and he's obviously he's uh, you know kind of making the most out of them now you know with his run here in Hamburg. Um, but he's a, a, a solid. He's the he's the most dangerous of those four players, I think, um, on clay. Uh, and I would say Medvedev, as great as he was at the U.S. Open, I'm not interested in him at his quarter price for the the uh, the French Open. And um, similarly, Shapovalov and Sissipas, these guys are airheads. Like they can lose their minds and lose, you know, and get upset early. <laughs> the earlier. That's fantastic. So I don't know. Who, 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 do you, who do you have coming out of the second quarter, Kelly? Yeah, there's, there's no hot take here. I totally agree with your assessment. Um, four four uh, really hard pieces of bread and a bunch of jelly in the middle. Uh, there's, Pablo Cuevas. There's no chances of uh, upsets. <laughs> it's like Chalk I think we're gonna, we're I think we're gonna get a really chalky round of sixteen here, which is really cool. It'll be good matches. A um, couple of points on like where I'm attacking this. Medvedev has never won a match at the French Open. He's zero three. He had this huge breakout on clay last year. 
and went to the finals in was it Monte Carlo in Barcelona? Again, I can't read any of my notes, but he did go back to back finals and shock everybody with his clay like breakout. And then he lost in the first round to I want to say he lost to PHH in the first round last year. So like his uh, he doesn't scare me at all. Um, Chapo and Sitsipas, uh, I agree, are airheads. Um, Chapo, the last two tournaments has played phenomenally, right? Like he back-to-back semifinals, I think, U.S. Open yep. and um, Rome. And in both events, though, both those semifinals or quarterfinals, maybe at the U.S. Open, whatever he yeah, played. He didn't PCB. get to the semis. Yeah, quarterfinals against PCB. He just choked in both uh, matches. He bagged PCB in the fourth set, and then got run over in the fifth set. And then he was up uh, in Rome on DSS a break, I think yeah. two or three times in the fifth set or in the third set and lost that match to, to Schwartzman. So he definitely has the ability to just blow up at any time, which scares me off him. And since pass, I have a real feeling might be turning into Zverev. Um, he does not have a lot of great slam so he has two, right? Like he went really far at the Aussie Open in 2019 when he upset Federer by saving 12 fucking break points in one set. Um, so like that, you can maybe write that off as a fluke. And then he had a good run here, the next event, uh, 2019 French. He went to the fourth round maybe. But other than that, he's out early in every slam. The last three slams for sure, he's out in the second or third round. So he might have like a little Zverev in him here. Um, So in Hamburg, he's playing this week. For whatever reason, I can't figure that out. um, Instead of prepping. And they're asking about, they're asking him about slams after every match. Rubbing your mic really hard. Oh, am I? Um, uh, It's rubbing up against your quarter zip. Uh, Yeah, your quarter quarter zip. He's, he, it's gotta be on his mind. Everyone's asking him about it. Um, I could see him blowing up too. So that leaves Rublev, who's in great form. I write about him every day. His whole break stats, which I base a lot of my analysis on, are on a straight upward trajectory on clay. Um, and yeah, I think he's, uh, hopefully he wins Hamburg and he comes in here uh, with a couple easy matches and can take the quarter. And yeah, and our, so RCP for me at a good price either way. But I like I like your take. Uh, um, a little if you, hold on. if you like Rublev though, take him outright for the tournament. Don't take his quarter price. Um, if you do, uh, if it does go chalky and he has to play Medvedev and then one of Shapo or Sitsipas, I can't get the math to work. Where uh, the six, I think he's six to one outright for the quarter. Yeah. Uh, Five matches, including those two guys, and possibly um, Fokina in the second or third round. I, I can't remember where he has yeah, to face him. Second round, the second. There, there's no way that you can't money line roll over that to get a get better place, okay. or just That's take good. him outright and hope Berrettini upsets Djokovic, and you know you got Rublev six seventy to one or whatever the number is in the final. Mm. That'd be nice. Okay. Um, okay. An old, an old game, a ball boys classic. I don't know if Kelly can guess what. Last American standing. Last American standing. It is. This is tough. It's probably Riley. Um, what if I don't care? Because I'm not American, <laughs> and they all kind of You're stop. an American. Dude, the, the, the American showing here is rough. Like, it's bad. Riley gets to the second round just because. Uh, the only American I care about is TFO. What's TFO's draw? Where's, what's He's he got, got? Struf round one. 
Oh, he he's got Struff round that. one, but if he beats Struff, then he's going to make it to round uh, round three, where he goes up against Berrettini. Yeah, there you go. Um, DFO, last American Francis. Interesting. Uh, interesting. The uh, Bretholmio uh, brought up. He likes Crash coming out of the second quarter. Uh, Philippe Krajanovic is. Uh, he's got Sissipas in round three. He would have Shapovalov in round four. He yeah. would have Rublev in round opposite five, uh, the quarter. He's out of the draw from Rublev. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about uh, Krajinovic? Am I sleeping on his clay quality? Because I'm, you know, he, he makes a good point. He played his ass off in Rome. Uh, yeah. Almost, you know, he played toe to toe with Djokovic. Played great. Um, had a great match with. Uh, was it Roundage? He had a great match with too. Um, at Cincinnati, yeah. At Cincinnati, yeah. So he's in good form, um, and he's good on clay. Yeah, he stunk against Gofan at the in the U.S. Open though. That yeah. match, he stunk. Uh, he yeah. just has he has occasionally he just kind of loses his. Uh, I think he's uh, really his, injury prone. Like he's got a glass, so if he gets worn down a bit, which might not work well in these conditions, if he gets worn down by a couple long matches, it's a good um, point. He uh, he might run out of gas. Yeah, yeah. He couple, smoked. Couple, uh, he smoked FAA. He smoked Chechenato at Rome before. Uh, he lost to Djokovic. Um, all right. Any uh, any other? You you think uh, Isner has a chance to get to uh, to round three? He's got kind of a really weak little section here. Um, he got he's got a it's, wild it's card. A, Drew, Drew the answer yeah. it's always a tie. Like when we do this, it's always like a four way tie between like four guys that make it to the second round. <laughs> it's <laughs> so sad. Like, nobody ever wins. There's no winners in last American standing. <laughs> That's the joke. But yeah, like Corda, Riley, or Big John probably make round three, and that's it. Where's Corda? Uh, he's from America. No, I know. where. What, what part of the draw is he in? He is... Was he in the second? I'm trying to find him right now. I just was No, he's in the fourth that. quarter, too. He gets oh, Seppi round is. one, and then Isner yeah, round two. So, yeah, yeah, likely, yeah, if he beats Seppi, you're going to have one of those two guys get to round three. Um Okay. Happy. Fourth quarter, weakest, fourth quarter a little. Fourth quarter might be weaker than uh, might be weaker than yeah. the first. The, fr- um, the French definitely. If if it is fixed, they did not try to hide it. <laughs> so I guess uh, we've never really seen. We've seen F- Fanini give Nadal a match, but who the hell knows if he's engaged Was right now? One time, five years ago. <laughs> no, he's played him tough more than that. I think you're thinking of Andy Murray. <laughs> Fini- remember the Fanini Murray match? Fanini beat him oh, on yeah, clay at Monte awesome. Carlo, right? He beat him that at Monte was- Carlo when he won he his did. Masters. Yeah, yeah he did. and then he beat him at the U.S. Open. So he's beat him twice that I can think of off the top of my head. Fanini. We've got a twenty, Fuck Kelly. We've got a 2020 Slam finalist in this quarter. Yeah, man. Pete's Pete's guy. Yeah, this is is his best surface. Sasha. Fonini is 4 12 all time against Rafa Nadal. He's beat him in Monte Carlo. He's beaten him at the U.S. Open, and he beat him in Barcelona and Rio. Yeah, Barcelona Um, and Rio. How long ago were they? uh, 2014 and 2015. Oh, that's surprising. That's surprising. Okay. Well, I don't think you have any chance, and if they play. Rafa's is going to destroy him in three sets. So okay, uh, maybe, how about, maybe fewer. How about Zverev? <laughs> I guess do do you think Zverev has his has he exercised some of his demons by making I, I a slam so, final? Man, 
I really wasn't going to swear on this pod. I really wanted to try and not swear, but it's, I broke down. It's, I can't make it an hour without swearing. Um, I hope he has. Like You've uh, sworn like five times already. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I oh, just okay. called myself. I was about to drop another F-bomb, and I'm trying to work on that. Uh, the So Clay is his best service. He's most comfortable on Clay. Yes. All his big, big wins are on Clay. Absolutely. Um, you know, his my court thing in whatever that was Munich. It was Hamburg, wasn't it? I agree. I, think I agree it was with Munich. this take. Um, it was one of the German ones. Got better than two percent chance. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I I think he. Uh, I think it. Hopefully, we get a great quarterfinal between him and Rafa. I, I don't see either one of them losing. Uh, hopefully, again, if anything, the success at the Aussie or the U.S. Open propels him, um, gives him confidence. Uh, God, he's got to have gotten the yips out by now with the serve. Um, just go big on the second serve if that's the solution for the next year. Like, if he gets into rallies with people, he's not going to lose, so he shouldn't be overly concerned. Like, his ground strokes are great. So just fire the serve down, and, you know, if they get it back over the net, great. Let's get into a rally. I'm going to win that too. So like, he's got so many strengths. It's all mental with him. Yeah, all mental. Yeah, he has so, mental problems. So his first, uh, his first ever title in on at the Masters level was um, Rome or on clay in Rome. Yeah, right. uh, twenty seventeen. He followed that up with a uh, a victory. He beat Djokovic in that uh, Masters yeah. too. That was and that then that final. That was a great one. Um, he, he also beat got Federer. Robbed. He beat Federer at Canada. Uh, yeah, go ahead. He got robbed at I think it was in Rome where he was up on Rafa in the oh, final yes. and in they the had the rain set. and he yeah. came out and didn't win another game. <laughs> he yeah. lost every game. He was up in the, the he was up in the third set. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. Yeah, he, he was he was up three one and then he lost, ended up losing six three. Um, yeah. But he's beaten team on clay at Madrid. He beat uh, Federer uh, on hard at Canada and he beat uh, Djokovic on clay in Rome. Um, yeah. He'll so win Roland Garros one day. It just might not happen in the next two or three years. He'll get okay. one. And he, he got a pretty easy, he got a pretty easy draw here. You think he's, yeah. he's got the head to head advantage over uh demon hour. I think that'll be his toughest match. Um, demon hour played. So I don't think he's got a huge clay record on the ATP tour, but the, what little I did watch of the exhibition uh, stuff he played some great exhibition clay matches against the Spaniards. Um, Cause he's like kind of Spanish. Like he's, I know he hails from Australia, but he's kind of Spanish. Um, and he was over there playing against uh, PCB and RBA and all the triple digit guys. Mm-hmm. He fits in cause he's got three initials. So is, uh, is ADM going to be rocking the, uh, the stash? God, did, I he, hope not. did he move on? You're echoing Drew. I don't know what happened to you. Hopefully he's Somebody must have told him to shave. He's got it. Yeah, it's a terrible mustache. I think probably a lot of much ado about nothing here. Rafa likely gets back to form. He plays. If they, they're going to let him play on the nice court with the roof closed, the balls probably aren't going to be that slow, and we're going to feel silly for all this. But again, Brett brings up like Sasha's 70 to 1. It probably is a little big for someone who can play well on clay has the form that he has going to a slam final just now. Like that number's probably like that it's a losing. That's a ticket. That's that's a lost money ticket, but it's probably too big. And I don't I'm, I might bet him. I might that that might be my other outright. I have Joker at a nice number. 
I'm going to get my Joker Sasha final, and I'm going to feel pretty effing smart. Coming up <laughs> an hour here, I'm getting I'm getting some nasty texts from my wife. Not like okay. come home, I'm mad at you. Like nasty. Like this like is French it. woman. <laughs> this is it. So uh, last closing quick closing question. thoughts. Each of um, Sinner's got a super easy little path here. I wouldn't be surprised if Sinner makes a little bit of a run here. He's been uh, knocking on the door uh, at best of five. Uh, he's got go if he can get by GoFan, he's got uh, an easy little subsection there. Um, but Zverev uh, is is a fair value. I agree at seventy to one. Um, yeah, final predictions, man. Kelly, what do you got? Finals. Who's your final and who wins? And what's the exact scoreline? Number of eights is tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, I unfortunately think that Djokovic does make it there. And oh. I, I think he's going to play team. And um, I like. That was an amazing semifinal last year. Yeah. Amazing. If, yeah. if uh, I, I think like, nobody's beaten them both at one tournament. So my wife I, is of French descent. I think. Djokovic probably benefits um, from the fact that uh, team gets worn down by Rafa or vice versa. Like if you're, if you're going to go with the Rafa versus Djokovic thing, uh, unfortunately the, I don't want to draw this out, but the, the, we talk about the Aussie open and how it is, um, you know, uh, unpredictable at the beginning and then chalky at the end. Uh, the French open is really chalky at the beginning really unpredictable in the quarterfinals in the round of 16. That's where Songa, Golbis, Chechenato all made their upsets. And then Chalky at the end. The The finals are always between guys um, that are, you know, priced in close to single digits. Like even when Stan won, he was 20 to one. Um, when Ferrer made the finals, he was 20 to one. 40 to 70 to one guys don't make the final. So we're getting a Chalky final. Um, hopefully it's Djokovic and team. And uh, I don't know. Djokovic probably becomes the greatest player of all time really soon. Ugh. Ugh. Drew, yours. I'll close with mine because it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I got Nadal over Djokovic, uh, and I got it seven six six three six two. Runs away and, with it. Uh, Djokovic yeah. runs out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. And we can see a lot of matches like that. Six three, six two, like final two sets. I see a lot of that happening. Joker over Sasha by injury default. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha breaks has a brain like a brain injury. Would love it. Semifinal. He's brain. The brain. What's left of it? Oh, that's good. That's good. Kelly, thanks okay. for sitting out in your yard in the dark. For us, and yeah, thanks. That was three, totally three right. kids running around somewhere. So this is the should safest. I put this on the. Uh, this this was excellent. Uh, should I put it on the uh, on the deep dive podcast stream? Think yeah. People want to listen to it. If people want to listen to the audio, they don't they don't have to see Kelly's face then. Yeah, right, that's a that's it. a big plus right there. I'll put You're it up. Good. I'll put it up. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Mr. Snob, Mr. Bartholomew, all the guys that do love tennis. It's fun. This is fun. I'm glad we're having our slams. They're yes, out of order. We're getting the same thing with golf. You know, we're getting the same thing with uh, hockey and basketball, having things in weird times of the years, but it's it's better than not having them at all. And I'm very excited to experience these two weeks here. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in too. They got a so cool Good to have job. a live audience doing this. So cool. Yeah, see.
Yeah. <laughs> Good job Love by Andy hosting. Is that you just congratulating yourself? Good job by me. <laughs> all right, That's Andy. Up. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to you, Kelly. Thanks for all the great. Check out Kelly's amazing write-ups day in, day out. He doesn't. He does not quit. Uh, and uh, can't stop. Lots of insight. Lots of insight. One of my, you know, you get, you got, I look forward to tracking that down and reading it before every day of betting. You got to do it. And uh, best of luck this this uh, fortnight, fellas. Thanks, boys. <laughs>